Hollis. All right. And we are the Mark at Movie Podcast. Um, Brandon's not here this week. He's on vacation, but he may uh, join you sometime this week with his own personal review of either Spider-Man Far From Home or something else that he's doing or a game or something like that. We'll be together again next week. But then after that week, I'll be on vacation. Brandon will be picking up the uh, spot for me on that week. But this week, me and Quentin is together here and uh, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, it was released on July twenty, uh, July second of this year, directed by John, uh, John Watts, and it is the follow-up to the uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming movie that came out what, a few years ago. Yeah, a few years ago. Really good movie. Not yeah. bad. And uh, thus far, uh, box office, it was the budget for it was one hundred sixty million, and it, the box office was five eighty point one million that it's made thus far. So it's actually. Uh, you know, succeed. What I don't know the word, but uh, exceeded. Exceeded. The, there you go. Uh, yeah, previous Ex- money donations and all that good stuff. So they made their money back, basically. Absolutely. Uh, ten, a couple of folds. Um, okay, so you're gonna read a little bit about what that whole following the events. Yeah. Uh, for tell, sure. Yeah. Tell them a little bit about the whole storyline before I get into my little stuff. Go all ahead. right. So. Uh, Following the events of the Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man must step up to take on new threats in a world that has changed forever. Um, by the way, this spoiler this is um, this will be a spoiler review because we want to kind of dive into a lot of meat and potatoes, and we wouldn't be able to do that on a non-spoiler review. Uh, so, spoiler warning yes, for you: turn it off if you don't want to know about this movie. Absolutely, uh, Quinn. What is uh, people are saying about it? Yeah, it looks like, uh, for the most part, people enjoy it. Uh, on the IMDb, they give it a 8.1 out of 10. And then Rotten Tomatoes, one of my favorite sites, that's the site I usually go to to check out things before a movie. I actually look at the like what people say more than the critics. The critics. On yeah, the, I kind of yeah. do that too. So, but anyway, anyway, Rot- Rotten Tomatoes gave it 90%, so that's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're usually right on. And then Metacritic... Uh, gave it a 69%. And then as far as Google users, they say they really enjoyed the movie. And 96% liked this movie. So that's really, really impressive. Awesome. Uh, what were your thoughts on the movie? How do you feel about it? All right. On a world that's changed forever. Um, that was, you know, it's it's funny that it, it's, it's mentioned uh, in that opening little, uh, you know, promo for the movie, because in my opinion, it was kind of not like that. It was more of the same kind of move. I mean, same kind of world, but with just a different character. Hmm. Um, I kind of liked the idea of them going with um, Mysterio 
uh, in such a way that it was kind of like the cartoon Spider-Man when I that I watched when I was little, where Mysterio wasn't, uh, you know, this really super villain. He was just like an actor who had props and he, you know, he knew he knew how to work special effects and things like that. Right. And so I was kind of happy that they stuck to this idea of let's make him a phony and let's make him just good at special effects. So that was really cool how they did that. Um, but at the same time, the reason why I said it wasn't really cha a changed world because I kind of felt like Spidey was still the same old Spidey in that um, he's dealing with, you know, do I want to be a superhero or do I not? Do I want to take on this responsibility or do I not? Am I too young? And, you know, or am I a man now? And so I thought they covered that in the Avengers. I thought they covered that in the first Spider-Man movie um, in which he was struggling, right, to, to find himself. Right. And so I, I thought they were kind of just, you know, here's the third time. Okay, we get it. He's 16. He's a young boy. But let's go ahead and make the decision to be Spider-Man uh, is what I kind of felt. But at the same time, I also understood that they were just trying to show you that a young teenager is still going to be a teenager, even though he's been through all these great battles. But anyway, so back to my it, the world that w that has changed forever. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking they are maybe sort of hinting hint, hinting to that after this movie, uh, the new Spider-Man will will be in a changed world, uh, you know, forever, or he will be changed forever. So I could, you know. I could say that, you know, hopefully they're going to get into this changed world because as far as I was concerned, the world was pretty much the same. You see some of the same Spidey, you know, dilemma uh, that you saw in the other movies. And but it, but the comedy was good. The comedy was was great. The, the timing of the actors lines were perfect. I thought everybody did a great job in their role. And um yeah, I thought overall it was a it was a good movie with a strong uh, ending. I um I, I agree. Uh, as far as like though you know in the the little synopsis of the movie when it says the world has changed forever, uh, it could I guess in my opinion it could mean one of two things. It can uh, refer to um, the world after what they call the bleep the the blip uh, when they left and came back, and so that world has changed. Oh, Although yeah, they yeah. haven't really, they didn't really deal with it as right. far as like yeah you know some people that left behind are now older you know five years older aged you know whereas the rest of them are the same uh and then or it could mean a world for i guess spider-man himself has changed forever since losing iron man tony stark so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that might be what they've referred to that but if it's the if it's the uh earlier one about like after the uh after the uh, end game, after Iron Man, and after the bleep, and you know coming mm -hmm. right back, the snap, mm -hmm. what we call the snap, um, they didn't really deal with it. The world really changing, other right. than uh, oh yeah yeah, right. people left right. and came back, and the people that stayed are now five years older, but they never really dealt with it, you know. Yeah yeah yeah. But I think uh, for honest, my my opinion, I think that Tom Holland did a great job as Spider Man. It's the second time. Third time, third or fourth time playing Spider Man, I guess within the whole MCU. Okay, uh, I think he's he, he's done a great job. Um, and then the villain, I agree with you. I think it's better that I like that the villain isn't a superhero. He isn't a 
superhuman or anything right, like right. that. He's just a normal dude that's re- really smart. Um, and a, as you say, a great actor, great uh, showman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you seen that really when he was like, um, that one lady was like, uh, like steaming his, uh, his cape. Oh, his cape. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, cape yeah, needs yeah. to be pristine. It needs to be ready, you know. <laughs> so he's still that showman. Yeah, uh, but I think that they've done a really good job. They mean an MCU has done a really good job with um, adapting characters that aren't superhuman to become the villain. Like, uh, was it in Winter? I don't. I was looking it up. I can't tell if it's Winter Soldier or Civil War that um, the main kill, main character was the guy whose family was destroyed during Ultron, Age of Ultron. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, that was uh, that was Civil War. Civil yeah, War. Was Civil War. Because yeah. yeah, so it, yeah, what's Civil War? That's where yeah. you get, you got T'Challa. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I, I like that they took a character, a guy that was a background character, like yeah. which, which it wasn't even a character, uh, but was affected by the events that happened at Age of Ultron and the the destruction that has happened. Yeah. And made him a prominent character, and that, it seems like in this movie they've done the same thing yeah. with a lot of these side characters and people that background noises, the minions just walking behind that yeah. feels robbed, and uh, you know, and um, and won't their won't their cut, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that they've done that, and I, I applaud them for that. Um, yeah, what Marvel, do you think about Marvel has been, and I'm, I don't mean to cut you off. I no, no say Marvel's been really good, and I, I think it's one of the best. You know, you said MCU. MCU. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best um, uh, movie industries that have tried to tie in so many different angles and make every movie tie into other movies. I've never seen anything like, you know, what Marvel's been able to do. So I will say that, yeah, when I watch this and when I watch any Marvel movie, it's always amazing how they tie in all these little small characters that you've seen in the other movies, mm-hmm. but you didn't pay attention to. And I think it's just a testament to, you know, the, the you know, the brilliance of their writing and their foresight, right? To, because they had to think about these things ahead yeah. of time. So, yeah. So, I agree with you on that. And that's pretty impressive. Like, yeah. what, what, uh, like, where, where a movie could have done that and, and did the same thing, but failed, uh-huh. in my opinion, is Godzilla, King of Monsters, with the, the oh. thing we mentioned, the, we hated the actors. We hated the uh, yeah. the people. It was yeah. the monsters. Was the monsters fine, did their role, but the people <laughs> played like, their role. And the people and their pain in that movie came from uh, having, uh, you know, like Godzilla and uh, the monsters in the first one destroyed San Francisco or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of that, this family lost a child during all that the the debris and things like that mm-hmm. that happened. And they could have built on that and really said, okay, these are char- these are people that was affected by the first one, and then that's why they become villains now. Yeah. But they, I think that they dropped the ball on there. Whereas a movie like Spider Man Far From Home and Civil War, for that matter, they they uh, hit the nail right on the head. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts? Yeah, no, I I agree. I think other movies they they could learn a lot from Marvel and the way they they uh, tie in their movies and make you sort of feel connected to every movie. I mean, it's really, the one thing I really will say about Marvel is every movie kind of makes you feel like you're connected to it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's because you're just seeing an extension of one universe, one movie, uh, so, or, you know, or multiple movies. So 
I think they do do that, and they do that. They they do that very well. Um, I didn't. I really didn't have anything to say negative about Spider-Man's characters or actors. Um, plot-wise, anything. Plot-wise, um, no. I mean, I think they had. You know, now some people I know. I spoke with my brother. He didn't like the idea of you know Mysterio being a phony, but you know, but to some degree, I like I said, I just think that kind of stuck true to Mysterio's uh, character. And and, um, and and I do like, like you said, I do like when they have villains who are just human um, because that makes you sort of relate to them. It allows for you to relate to them a little bit more because they're human. They're not from some planet uh, elsewhere. So, so no, that, that was good too. So no, I, I, yeah, I think they did a great job. Now, the movie, if you're looking at any kind of criticism, I think the movie took a while to really kind of get into it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they wanted to play into Spidey and, you know, being 16 and his friends and, you know, having fun. But that's Spider-Man, too. Right. You know, he's he's like a, when he especially when he was younger, he was, he was kind of like a guy like all of us who, if you had all these powers, you would want to show off. But then also you would want to, kind of have your regular life too you know you wouldn't want to just be saving uh victims you know right. you would want to, so you know but it so anyway i thought it did take a little while to get into it they could have they could have got gotten into it a little bit quicker like his main you know you know struggle for the movie and that sort mm-hmm. of thing but overall you know they they have to sell tickets and they have to entertain us for a couple of hours so they have to stretch it out a little bit so uh, but yeah, how do you compare uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man to like a Tobey Maguire and then Andrew Garfield uh, played him as well in the uh, Amazing Spider-Man series? So how do you compare yeah, those just... actors that have played? Because for the longest time, I would say Tobey Maguire was my favorite one. But okay. I think Tom Holland is quickly becoming my favorite one because maybe it, it seems like the age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think. With with Tobey Maguire, I thought his first portrayal was good, and then I kind of got to where he w- he became kind of stale or stagnant in his mm-hmm. presentation. I, I think uh, this guy, um, I think he's he's better at giving you a, a little bit of um, a different feel uh, and a different level of emotional. Um, uh, uh, sort of traveling, you right. know, because he, you, you really do see a different face when he's really angry and when he's upset or when he's sad and he cries and then he's happy and then he's silly. So I think he he nails it more than the other two for me. Mm-hmm. But then I thought the second one, I'm terrible with names. Uh, Andrew name Garfield, I Garfield. I thought he was a good Spider-Man too. Uh, I thought he was a little bit better than Toby uh, for me. Um, because he, he had him the, a little bit more wisecracking. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. He had a little bit more of that smart aleck, uh, wisecrack, uh, happy-go-lucky, cool, but not too, you know, cool and nerdy, but not too nerdy. Right. So I thought he had a good balance. Uh, I really liked him, actually. Um, but then when I, as soon as I saw this, this Tom, kid. Tom. Uh, yeah, Tom. Um, I thought. In Civil War, uh, Captain American Civil War. Oh, absolutely. And I heard his voice and I heard the way he just kind of delivered his line. And I talked to my brother. I remember during that, that uh, right after watching that um, preview, and I said, that's Spider-Man, you know, just the way he said that. 
hey guys, or something like that. Yeah. I was like, that is spi-, just from yeah. that line. And, and, and that was crazy little, that, that I felt that way. But, you know. A little, uh, little yeah. th- way of saying, uh, what is he like, hey, have you, you remember that really old movie? where? Oh, uh, yeah. That, they, oh, man, they, that uh, was classic. They, that big old walking thing. The thingy walkie thingies. And, yeah. yeah. They, <laughs> you know, or, or in, oh, uh, was in, in uh, was it? Um, Infinity War. Uh, he was like, remember a really old movie where, where there's in space and with the alien and uh, they, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. So, so, so now I don't think Toby would have delivered that like no. that. And uh, uh, the is it Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Andrew yeah. might have, but this guy nailed it. And it's almost like, and I, I can only describe this, not only describe it like this, and I just thought about it when you were talking just then. You know how you walk into a place and you just feel comfortable right away? Mm-hmm. Or you talk to a person and right away you feel comfortable with that person. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how um, Tom came into this character with me. It's like as soon as he, I saw him and I heard him, it was like I felt comfortable with this guy. He was the guy. So I don't know how long they'll keep him, you know, but but yeah, he's he's to me the best Spider-Man. But yeah, that's just my opinion. Well, that's awesome. Uh, I I agree, um, and uh, I also like um, now getting getting into the movie itself. Um, were all those people in this movie? Yeah, all these people Jeez, were in the it's movie. It's amazing. How yeah, so many people are in the movie. And some of the some of these people, I really like. I didn't even recognize. Like, there's that rich kid that I always was like, "Well, my is my mom coming or oh, whatever." Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, the yeah. guy that was like, you know, yeah, like crushing that. on Mary Jane, MJ. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, speaking of MJ, so. They've taken this MJ character and made her a lot differently, different, uh, not only just ethnically, but uh, yeah. made her different as far as her quirks about her than like they did with the Kirsten Dunst one. Or uh, I don't think there's an MJ in the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man with that Andrew Garfield. I think that was Quinn something. Another. Oh, that's right. It was a different, yeah, per- yeah different right. person, not MJ. MJ. Uh, but um, with this one, they took the MJ. If I can compare the uh, MJ with the Tobey Maguire, that one, and then this MJ. Uh, this one is a little bit more. She's weird. She's a weird mm-hmm. little chick where she likes like crime scenes and uh, mm-hmm. she's like like weird facts and she's kind of just a weird person. So, uh, um, someone was saying this to me uh, mm-hmm. at my job and was saying that uh, it seems like this MJ is not out of uh, out of Peter Parker's league. This is like a woman that he can literally end up, you oh, know, being in relation with because they like within the same plateau of people. It's like where with the um, Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, he was like a nerd geek, you know, and then MJ was more popular. So she pretty much dated beneath her level, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, I, yeah, it's interesting. I, I did, I didn't think about it like that. Um, I, I like the twist. I like the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it gave it a look. I get, it gave MJ a, more of a um, a relevance, a flavor. Um, we could relate to her. Um, but MJ was always kind of, in my opinion, was kind of, you didn't know too much about her. She was just this pretty girl that he had this crush over that liked him. And she could, you know, talk to Spidey and this and that. But I didn't know a lot about MJ, so I can't really... Like even in the comic books, I can't remember a lot about MJ. Right. Just that she was his crush. I mean, she was his woman, or he, you know, he really loved her. So this one, I thought, 
gave me a feeling like, uh, oh, MJ is a cool little chick, you know, that kind of thing. Like I would, I would date MJ, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so I think, I think that was good. I think it was a good twist, good difference. And I know some people won't like it because sometimes when you take people out of their character or and change characters, as we can see with like the Little Mermaid thing going on. Oh, well. Okay, Are you aware of that? No. Right, so, like, all right, so, so like, like, uh, sidebar. They they uh, cast uh, like an African American girl to be in the Little Mermaid in a live action Little Mermaid. A lot of people are kind of oh. going bonkers over, you know, mm-hmm. like why are you changing the character, da 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 da, da you know, yeah. which, you know, it actually worked in Aladdin with Will, it worked, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, people don't like to see people reinvent characters and change them up. I know we it's nostalgic and we like to hold on to them. I I have that problem too with things. With things like that's a character I like growing up, uh-huh. you know, uh, and then you change it, you know, I throw fits. But as you as you said, people can't really let go of. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I it I, I kind of go back and forth with that. Sometimes I don't want them to change certain favorite characters. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if, if they ever made a Green Hornet and they put, you know, some uh, I don't know, um, let's say a woman. As Cato, yeah, you know <laughs> that's iconic. You know, that's I, like a really iconic character. You know, so yeah, so yeah. But let's say, I mean, I can envision somebody making a female version of Green Hornet, and having a woman who is this billionaire woman, and and um, her henchman is and her henchman is this 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 cool chick that became or was supposed to be a person who looked after her because she's skilled in the martial arts and she's supposed to be her bodyguard, but this. This woman decides to make this a team, and we go out and we solve crimes and you know save people. And here's this bad Lucy Liu type kung fu lady with stars and nunchucks. I would probably like it, but at the same time, I would be ah, I don't mess with Bruce Lee's character, you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, so back to my the, this situation. So I can see some people not liking when they do that, um, and I can understand that because for some people or some characters, I want them to stay. Their, who they were, right? But then in other cases, I think it's creativity. I think it's, um, I think it's the goal of creating any type of thing. You want other people to create and greet, you know, come up with ideas that's going to expand your universe of creativity, right? So, right. so I could, I could also go on that side and say, yeah, people should just be accepting of this new wave because you had your wave, right? And you had your when you were a kid or when you were younger, you saw your version. Here's a new version that's just building upon that that previous version. So yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, another character that I think if if I have one complaint of the movie, uh, and I was just looking at the cast here, uh, one complaint of the movie, I like JB Smooth. Yeah, I like JB Smooth, but I feel I, like I, he was not really used yeah. in this movie. Um, the yeah. guy that they had is the main teacher. Uh, they just I don't know his character in there. But as Martin Starr is his name, um, I didn't click on him. But the Martin Starr guy, all right. So this guy that's yeah. a teacher, like you've seen him in stuff when he was younger. Um, oh, okay. But uh, but yeah, I had no clue with who that guy was. Yeah, this guy right here, he's been a lot of uh, those like stoner comedies, uh, oh. like uh, Knocked Up. Um, he's in Freaks and Geeks, you know, oh, okay. Super Bad. He's like one of those guys that was like a geeky. Geeky little guy, but anyway, um, he uh, 
he was okay as like his teacher, but he was kind of weird, like this kind of goofy teacher. JB Smooth was also a, a, seemed like a goofy teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, but I didn't I think, think they, they needed both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think they needed both. I of think them. you needed maybe a uh, like someone that's going to be stern. Yeah, and like no kids, we will not be doing this. We staying on the itinerary. Yeah, this is where we're going. You know, like you know, like you, pardon the phrase, but a ball buster from like yeah, that, like the concept yeah. that was in like a lot of uh, movies where kids would go on a field trip, and you always had that one teacher that's like, no, no, no. Don't do that. Yeah. You know, and then you have the other one that's like, yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. Right. You know? They could have had something like that. I think, uh, yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about that. Um, I think sometimes when you try to have too many pieces to your, too many comic relief characters, mm-hmm. they can, they can mesh or they can, they can, um, they can uh, act as a, uh, act as two magnets, right? That are kind of repelling each other. So they had this, they had this kind of, feeling like you didn't need both um and one is actually messing up the stuff for the other oh so i so i I wish they had jb could have done all of that or the other guy could have done all of that Mm -hmm. or you could have had like you said a very serious by the book teacher and then here comes jb and he's kind of you know maybe a little looser and just silly or whatnot but to have two comic relief type characters in the same area, it it just didn't work. So I guess sometimes it can, but it didn't work for me. I thought you know JB could have had uh, a few more lines right. in a bigger role, but what he did was you know funny. His, mm-hmm. He had some timely you know uh, points. I can't think of them now, um, but J, JB is he JB. He kept saying stuff like witchcraft, like uh, oh this is witchcraft, oh and yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but JB, yeah. like you said, JB is JB. He's like. He's a, for those that don't know, JB Smooth is a a veteran uh, stand up comic, uh, mm-hmm. comedic actor. Uh, he's very funny. He, he actually he reminds me a lot of. Have you ever seen Blackish? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that one character. I don't know his name, but he works at the office with uh, with uh, oh, Anthony Anderson. Um, you're not and, talking about Dion Cole. Yeah, Dion Cole. Yeah, 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 yeah he reminds yeah. me a lot of Dion yeah, Cole as far yeah. as like not his look, but just his he way of really delivering. Do well, if he was, I mean, he would be perfect in Dion Cole's. Yeah, yeah, role. yeah. And so that's I what he reminds like me of. Yeah. And I kind of wish that they would have, like, you know, uh, Dimitri uh, is another character that he was. He works for. Uh, I don't know if you call it Shield now, okay. but he works for as the guy that was the bus driver. Oh, okay. Um, okay. That guy right there. Oh yeah. Uh, he was. I I thought that they could have. Since they kind of introduced him as a character, I think they could have utilized him a little bit more and made him kind of more of a, uh, you know, like he looks like a he looks like one of those. If he was in any other movie, he would have been a villain. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he looks like a henchman. Uh, it kind of reminded me of Zod from uh, like oh, the yeah. Superman. Yeah, he does kind of look like Zod. He's yeah. been a great Zod. Uh, um. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think that you know the the cast around Spider Man was okay. Uh, yeah. But let's take a quick break, and uh, we're gonna come back oh, yeah, and talk sure. about a little bit of the uh, you know like what happened at the end of the movie, and then also dive into the end credits and get your okay. thoughts on where we're gonna go from there. All right, sounds good. Welcome back, and we're back. Quentin and Aaron, once again, I just pointed at myself as Quentin. But yes, not... I was wondering if that was something that you normally do. But no. go ahead, keep going. No, no, I don't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we just so we're back. We've been talking about Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, we want to dive a little bit now into, like, 
the conclusion. So towards the, uh, what is this going like third act? Which yeah, one yeah, is, this would be is, the third act. Second act is the towards the end of the second act. Is that when we find out that Mysterio is up to no good, or is it the beginning of third? The, okay, so the end of the third would have been like, yeah, you find out that Mysterio. No, you find out what Mysterio's plan is. Yeah. And that he, and then Spider Spider Man know who he is. Yeah. And now they got to, they know the confrontation between the two are, is coming. Well, yeah. so since we, uh, Quentin also has a background in screenwriting as well, uh, he's also a psychologist. So, uh, but dealing with the screenwriting aspect of it, um, so your character has to uh, to change over from one act to another, like second to third act. Um, your character has to have some type of blunder or something in their like obstacle to overcome that kind of shifts them into that third act of finishing up, right, or something like that. Yeah. So uh, I've, I've been away from it for okay, a while. Yeah. So. so all those. So he has several obstacles that we see him go through during the second uh, uh, the second act, mm -hmm. right? So those are. You know, getting over, you know, uh, fighting uh, the Mysterio and dealing with his people in his school and making up with Mary Jane and blah, blah. And then also taking care of the world, helping the world. But then he thinks he's done. But then Mary Jane says, well, here's this, you know, here's this um, this thing. That's, this device. I yeah. Found. And he figures out that he's a phony. And, and I just gave him all of Tony Stark's stuff. Yeah. Boom, now that's the first part of the transitioning into the third act. Because now, by the time the end of that transition, he knows he has to confront and take which name and down, right? Right. Now we're in, we're, in, we're in what we call the resolution. This is how the movie is going to finalize itself. Now, he could either win or he can even or lose or it could draw and be a draw and we see another movie that's going to continue it. But we're in the resolution when that happens after that scene. So yeah. So in that on that part in the movie where he's on the plane. So all right, he um kind of summed it up. Um, Peter uh helped Mysterio fight the element, the elementals or whatever mm -hmm. the uh, mm -hmm. the earth, fire, wind, water. Uh, mm -hmm. That's it. Planet tears. You know, <laughs> uh, helped them fight those things. Um, they're sitting in a, a pub. Uh, and, um, you know, and he's like, maybe what Tony meant for me to do is to give you Edith will give you these classes, which, as Quinn said, it controls essentially all of Tony Stark's um, everything. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's everything. like give him access to the king keys to the kingdom, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, he's like, you're a hero. You have all the heroic qualities, a hero would have maybe Tony meant for me to give this to you to lead. And I can uh, essentially, I can help you whenever you need me, mm -hmm. but it's you to take the lead. The world needs to see you. And so Peter decides to give the uh, pair of glasses that um, was Quentin is his name. Yeah, Quentin, Quentin Beck. Quentin he has yeah. the same name as yeah, I. Quentin, so yeah. That's easy. Uh, so Quentin, uh, uh, he gives Quentin the glasses. Uh, Peter leaves the uh, pub Thinking I done did good. Soon as he leaves, uh, these holograph holographs holograms uh, mm -hmm. go away mm -hmm. and come find out it wasn't as full of a bar as you think it is, and it only has certain people in there that is uh, yeah. just Quentin's crew. Yeah. You know, um, uh, the sinister not sinister six, but 
the uh, his sinister posse. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of find out that actually Quentin used to work for Tony uh, even back in, I want to say, was it Civil War or, or Winter Soldier? He worked for Winter yeah, Soldier Winter because Soldier. Winter Soldier, he had mm-hmm. that conversation. He, the healing, he called it barf. He had that yeah. uh, thing that allowed him to be able to speak to his father and that resolution of uh, saying something to your parents before they leave. So it's, it's supposed to be good for coping and healing. Um, and so he had that. Uh, Quentin created it. Tony, that might have been in Civil War. I think it was. Was it Civil War? Yeah, I think that was in Civil War. See, I'm confusing. Because Winter Soldier is when they find out. When, no, no, no. Winter Soldier is when uh, uh, Tony finds out that the Winter Soldier killed his dad. Right. And his right. mom shot his mom. He was mainly mad because he shot, killed his mother, but he killed his parents. Mm-hmm. And so that set up, I think, did that set up Civil War? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Or am I confusing? Wait, wait, am wait, I going wait, backwards? Yeah. So so at the end, okay, so at the end of the Civil War, because that's when Iron Man fought Captain America, yeah, right? Yeah. And it was because. And then, and then but, uh, Bucky helped him. Like it was that little battle where yes. they straightened so the, that's the shield. He, that was the movie that he found out that Bucky yeah. killed his parents. But at the beginning of the movie, didn't he have that the barf system? Yeah, and so at the beginning of the yeah. movie, he had the barf system. So that was Civil War. Okay, that's Civil War. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I totally forgot Winter Soldier then. Maybe, you well, know. and the only reason why I know it was Civil War, because I forgot Winter Soldier, and I don't think I even, I don't think I've seen Winter Soldier. So I feel bad not seeing it. I just did not have an interest in seeing that one, but... So that's how I know that, that, that is, is it's civil that, war. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with within uh, with that, um, they find out he, uh, you find out that Quentin, aka Mysterio, mm-hmm. is this guy that has been with Tony from some some point in in the past, and then the people around him have been around other characters within the MCU. Um, uh, one of them was Iron Man's uh, protege. Uh, no, Iron Man's. Uh, um, like father figure, the guy yeah. that from the uh, that says Tony made the suit in a cave, and you can't da da da. Yeah, you know, yeah. played by the dude who played Ralphie on a uh, Christmas Story. But uh, but yeah, so um, you see that, and then um, we get into the fact that now he has Edith. Essentially, my whole point is Quentin has Edith. Quentin now controls Stark oh, things, okay. and he wants the world to see. Uh, he says, "I will. I control what they see." Mm-hmm. Uh, and so mm-hmm. he's an illusionist essentially he uses mm-hmm. the illusions and the world will believe what I show them and, so, and so that's they, that's why I say I love that tie in to the illusionist actor former actor character of the cartoon he was an illusionist too but he his background is he was like um, yeah he was like a magician he was an actor he was theater so he knew props so they kind of tied it in to this guy this Quentin Beck, when he said, "I, I can, I can make them see what I want them to see, mm. and they'll believe what they see." So he kind of knew. They tied that in, and he's uh, so and, and, cool. and he is essentially an illusionist in this sense because yeah. he utilizes t- the Stark stuff to kind of make illusions, make it look like Tony Stark is having a conversation with his father and his mother, you know. Right. And right. so he's an illusionist with in that sense, and that sense. he's an illusionist to create the elementals. And he used a uh, sleight of hand in order to make you think that these uh, elementals are destroying bricks and mm-hmm. destroying your city. But what, mm-hmm. what it is is uh, 
drones within the system that he's using to kind of create the uh, the uh, bridge that's being collapsed right. or, or bricks right. falling because you can't see the drones. It's, right. it's like an illusionist that uh, uses something that to create. The, you see the explosion, but you didn't see that. Thing that he threw at it to right, make it right. explode. And yeah, and then, so that was cool how they, because I was wondering if they were going to try to say, well, he's just creating this illusion and uh, people are afraid of these illusions and all that. But no, it's a clever program of all those drones, you know, seeing, projecting the illusion, but also, let's say, blasting brick with the drone mm -hmm. to fit the illusion to, to say, oh, no, you can get hurt from this. But it is an illusion. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Spidey could get shot and and hurt from these things, but it's not coming from the, the fire Monster. dragon yeah, 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 or yeah. something like that. So that was, I mean, so all of that, like you said, that was cool how they, they played him into that role and, and had him do that. Thing. And then when he says, uh, when he finally said, okay, get rid of, Get rid of the uh, illusion of the monsters and let them see the drones. Let them mm -hmm. see all the drones in here shooting stuff. Let them yeah. see the Stark technology going crazy. And um, because Quentin's plan at that point was, I will frame Spider-Man mm -hmm. for this. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even when Spider came in and was fighting him and Spider would say, uh, you know, uh, Edith, uh, execute the plan to mm -hmm. execute, like to have them to stop. She said, I need you to give the command to execute. And then he says, execute, execute mm -hmm. them all, you know, mm -hmm. uh, then, okay. Uh, and so, uh, you which think, is, which is really good writing. Yeah. On their part, because yeah. I was thinking when he said, no, let get rid of the illusion, let them see it. I was thinking, how's he going to come back from this? Mm -hmm. You're going to expose yourself, period. Right. But he had the, you know, he had a, the a secondary ideas. plan, yeah. yeah, the foresight with the secondary plan B that he had to think of quickly, right? Right. So that's pretty cool. It shows his brilliance that he would be a one, uh, a type of person who could uh, create such a, a, a program like Barf. I mean, he's that he's that ingenious, uh, you know, of a thinker to quickly say, "Oh no, hurry up, let let them see it, let them see it. I'll fix something else up." Yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. Go ahead. And so and so Spider Man, because prior to this, Spider Man encounter going in to try to, um, it was like a nightmare sequence. That nightmare sequence, like when uh, when Quentin had him oh, in the um, in the illusions, illusion. like was, multiple illusions, yeah, and he's good. falling through stuff and that going through good. stuff. He's in yeah, New York. Good. He's back in. He's back. You know. He's. I don't think Thanos showed up. Tony, uh, dead Tony showed up. Dead Tony you know, up, yeah. uh, zombie Tony. Uh, mm -hmm. And um, he just was going through all these things, nightmare. And then, like, finally, he thought he could breathe. It's like it reminded <laughs> me of a horror movie. It reminded me of when you think you wake up from a bad dream. You're like, oh man, no, no, you're safe. You're safe now. I'm here. And that's what uh, that's what Nick Fury was. Essentially, was you're here. You're safe. Mm -hmm. And he's like, great. You know, he's like. But then I knew it wasn't him when he says, who else knows about this? You know, who oh, else did you tell? Okay. We, we got to warn them. Who else did you tell? Uh, uh, because I'm like, I'm like, ooh, why would he ask that? That's my first thought. So why would he ask that? Mm -hmm. When they were in the attack, like, I felt, I felt immediately when, when he first seen him, I felt like something was up. Like, and, and, um. When he first saw the Nick Fury? Well, when you yeah. first see him, like, when Nick, when, uh, he's like, oh, when, when, um. 
Spider-Man, when Peter felt like, oh, I gave him the wrong thing, I need to go and warn Nick Fury, you know, and he's trying to make his way over there, and then Nick finds him and and, uh, picks him up, and he's driving in the car, then making it to the uh, place, Uh and uh, Robin, uh, I don't know, I don't know her name, I call her Robin because her name was on uh, How I Met Your Mother, but that chick. Um, Oh, okay, her. Maria Hill. Um, So... They were in there, there's like, um, who else knows about, you know, then like couldn't find out that they were actually illusions. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, so, so that started a nightmare element and him going through all that stuff. And then at the end, he thought he was being rescued because he thought that uh, Quentin was shot in the back and, and apprehended. Mm-hmm. And then Nick, you like, everybody cheered, like, like whoo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like a man yeah. relief. Yeah, and so but come to find out, he still was in the illusion. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and and he ended up getting hit by the tra- train and ended up in Holland or wherever. You yeah, know, yeah. But uh, that that was all. That to me, that's all classic Mysterio too. Um, Mysterio. I, I remember one cartoon episode, and he had this this mirror. He put he made Spidey kind of walk in the house of mirrors. Mm-hmm. And it was, but all of that was an illusion, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, but some of the mirrors were real. And I mean, so, you know, they would show that he had cameras kind of making everything. Uh, so that seat, that series of scenes, um, when he's being, uh, you know, dropped from something and going into one building out of another building, all the things attacking him and this and that, but none of it's real. And he's figuring that was classic Mysterio. So they, they, I mean, just once again, it's like a credit to their, their creativity, their, their writing and all that stuff. Their, you know, Marvel is just on yeah. top of things. And how they, ad- how they finally adapt, not finally, but like a fine tooth comb, how they oh, adapt yes. the character. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They, um, they do such a great job. Okay. And so with, uh, so after all this, after Spider-Man has came back and, you know, he got a new suit and everything, he's ready to fight. Um, and uh, they get rid of the illusion of the elementals again mm-hmm. and show like the actual Stark drones shooting and things like the weaponized drones shooting mm-hmm. things. Um, he finally makes his way in there, uses Peter Tingle uh, to yes. get to get uh, to uh, essentially get past the drones and stuff like that to end up getting to him. And uh, he thought he took him down and then like, he ends up stopping him. Like, did, I guess he must have got shot with the bullet that ricocheted off something, and it must have hit hit Quentin that way. Yeah, 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 die. yeah, yeah. I think that's how it happened. I think yes, yeah, something ricocheted. And, yeah, so I and, think you're right. And so uh, he asked, uh, he asked Edith if it was an illusion if Quentin was dead. He said, he's, uh, "Yeah, he's dead." Um, I think that's vital because there's a theory. That Quentin didn't die, that he would be back. Uh, but I think that the final prank that he pulled, if you will, was making the world see a, and this getting to the end credits, that Spider-Man is a villain, mm-hmm. and that Spider-Man is Peter Parker, so he can't hide. I think that's his last final illusion. Was mm-hmm. so if he died, he he died knowing. All right, I will fool them all and make them see what I want them to see. So he dies a hero, and that Spider-Man is now the biggest villain. Yeah. What's your thoughts? 
Well, I mean, and just in the fact that Mysterio is really good at disguising and setting up things, and you, you know, we saw in the movie his foresight that he had and playing bees and all that. Uh, Marvel, Marvel, in my opinion, can go any direction in any direction with this. They could say that he actually had it programmed in Edith to to say he's dead. You know, uh, like that's part of her new programming. Right. Because he's a he's a programming genius. So he could have had that. Even. Rerouted her, essentially. Re yeah. And so they could, you know, we can find Mysterio later in, the, in another uh, movie. Um, but also, I think with Tony Stark's equipment and Tony Stark's um, people and, and Nick Fury, that I'm sure that they can even even easily get the get the people to think that Spidey and Petey are not the same. Peter are not the same, right? right? Because they could, um, with all their equipment, they can make Spider-Man exist and Peter Parker exist at the same time. Say, see, told you, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So we can, at first I was worried about that because I was like, I don't want everybody to know he's Peter Parker. Now they destroyed every, you know, but they can easily, you know, make that disappear too. But yeah, so that's those were my thoughts about that. I was thinking as far as, uh, I, was, I was thinking, well, where can they go now since he, like, all right, so the end credit, it's two end credit scenes. Uh, one oh, yeah. is, uh, was it the uh, swing with Mary Jane or was that after the Mary Jane swing? And the, no, it's uh, after the Mary Jane it's swing. after the Mary Jane uh, swing. And then uh, J, uh, J. Jonah Jameson from the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire Shows up on the screen on that like Times Square thing and was like, Batman, uh, Spider Man is Peter Parker, yeah. and then, you know, and then show that that doc, heavily doctored footage yeah. that makes it look like Spider Man uh, sent the drones to attack everybody, killed Quint, uh, Quentin uh, Mysterio, and uh, now also he is Peter Parker, you know. Uh, Which so, again can't be disputed because he didn't have any videos showing Peter Parker and Spider Man. Yeah, or taking it just showed it just showed just showed him. So he can so he could easily he could be like, no, that's not me. Right. Know, why would you assume it's me? Right. You know yeah. why why would he just you know? Uh, now this is what I thought. That and they then could he do. has two friends now that could vouch for him. Yeah. Who you know they know his identity. Right. So they can lie for him. So yeah, I was, they can get out of that. I was thinking that. one thing that he can do is what if he was to uh, say, okay, um, what if in the next movie they introduce Miles Morales? Mm. Oh, yeah. Like that yeah. somewhere some somewhere in Brooklyn or wherever he's from. I think Brooklyn, Bronx, one of them. He uh, gets bit by that radioactive spider there. And then like uh, somehow he crosses his path with Peter Parker and Peter Parker says, "Well, this kid needs needs someone to teach him how to be a spider, to be Spider Man." But and I can't be Spider Man. What if he then becomes the Spider Man to Peter's Tony Stark, essentially to train him to be Spider Man? Yeah, then they can exist at the same. Yeah, time. and then they can later on go off to a spinoff with the Miles Morales Spider Man. Yeah. I just thought, well, what if that's one way that they can do it? But oh, absolutely, they can. Yeah, they can do it that way. Sure, good. And then uh, the very final end credit was uh, you kind of found out the people that you thought was Nick Fury and Maria Hill was um, actually those creatures from uh, uh, Captain Marvel. Are they from Captain? Well, yeah, yeah, they're from Captain yeah. Marvel. Yeah, the uh, exact universe. same dude, you know, yeah. that was you thought was villain in Captain Marvel. Um, 
But yeah, that's who they were, and and that uh, you know that uh, Nick Fury is on vacation. He's on vacation, working on something that we don't know what he was we working don't know what on. He was working on, yeah. And so it looked, it looked like a big ship or or big something. So, yeah, they can go anywhere. <laughs> Marvel well, uh, can go anywhere. So uh, wrapping this one up, what was your what's your final thoughts on um, in uh, not in game, but on uh, Far From Home? You know, I, I think it's one of those movies. You know, I would call it a popcorn movie. And what I mean by that is, you want to go to the theater. You do want to see this with some popcorn. It's worth that money. Yeah. You know, some movies are not. And so you won't be disappointed. I wasn't disappointed, and and it's, I don't know if I would put it in the, in the popcorn. Uh, what I would, I guess you'd call it two popcorn movie category where you would, I would say you need to see it twice. Endgame was one of those. Mm-hmm. You had to see that twice. Aliens was you got to see that twice. Right. But I don't know if this is one of those. But it is a, a popcorn movie. Good for everybody overall, yeah. I would do that too. Uh, what we also do here with our, our categories, so uh, we usually uh, rank them between uh, one to five markouts. A markout is like if you watch something, you kind of mark where you like kind of like, oh, you forget yourself. You're like, man, that was great. You know, uh-huh. you kind of lose yourself. You it's a wrestling term where people will mark when they see uh, a wrestler come. Like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, okay. did you see a move? That's crazy, you know. Okay. So we kind of mark out. So. Um, mm-hmm. so we give it one between one and five. Uh, you can do like one and a half if you don't like one, if you don't like one and a half, you know, two okay. is, you know, uh, it, but for me, I would give this moving for me, I give it four and a four and a half mark outs. Um, oh, wow. uh, it, it's, uh, it's a movie where I thought it's not a five would be for me an instant classic. And I don't think yeah. this is an instant classic. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's better than the first Spider-Man movie that um, that this guy was in, uh, Tom Holland was in. Um, but I think that it's, um, like you said, it's something that you go to the movies with popcorn, watch. Um, is it something that I need to go see again? Not necessarily. Uh, would I see it on Netflix? Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but would I pay to see it again? Probably not. But I'm glad I saw it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many markouts would you give it? Uh yeah, I probably would get now. I, I'm be, I'm critical though because you said five. And it I said four. Up, four it'll go you up said to four five. And half, it only goes up to five, and I'm thinking, okay, my top ones are like I said, the Aliens, uh, the Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, the you know Jaws. Yeah. Um, Brandon's Into favorite movie, Jaws. Actually. Oh really? Yeah. Into the Dragon, you know, and things like that. These are top movies that priceless. Can't see them enough. They get fives. I'll they get fives. So then four, so I would say, and then Endgame is like a four and a half to so me. It's, so oh, it's so, probably so like you're a three and a half. Round, it's about like a three, three and a half? Three and a, about three and a half to three and a half, three and a half. Yeah, right, three and a half. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, cool. About three and a half. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that's our review of uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, still out in theaters. You can go check it out. Uh, Quentin, I thank you for joining me for this episode. No, thank you for having me. This was fun. All right. But you know we go way back, so we do. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we thank you for listening uh, and marking out with us. Um, talk to you later. See you.